0: In this Sikha the Rebbe is going to be comparing two Rashis, which seemingly are quite similar, and yet there are differences. And is referring to a special aides and testimony that the Shamayim and Oretz were appointed for, that heaven and earth were appointed to be witnesses for. In the beginning of Parsha HaAzino, on the words HaAzino Shamayim, Rashi says, listen heavens, that I'm warning the Yidden, everything I'm going to be telling the Yidden, and you should be witnesses about this. Because I told him already that you are going to be the witnesses. And so too, the earth, you listen as well. Why is it that heaven and earth are going to be the witnesses? Moshe Rabbeinu says, I'm a human being, I'm going to be passing away. If Yidin should come along one day and say, we never accepted this covenant on ourselves, who is going to come and contradict them? This is why he's making Shammayim and the witnesses, because they exist forever. Another point, says Rashi, that if the Yidden are going to do what they're supposed to, then the Aedis are going to come and reward them, the grapevine will give its fruit, the earth will give its produce, the the, the heavens will give its dew and so on, and if not, then then the witnesses are going to be the first to punish them, holding back the rain and so on. Why does Rashi have to say this? Because the Parshas HaZinu itself is mainly Hashem speaking to the Bnei Yisrael. So why is he saying HaZinu HaShemayim? The heavens shall listen. So Rashi says that he's telling them to be witnesses. Why should they, why specifically them? So Rashi gives us the reasons why the heavens and earth are the best witnesses. Now let's compare this to a Rashi in the end of Parshus Nitzavim. There it says, Moysher Rabbeinu is speaking to the Yidden and says to them Ha'idoisi Bachem I'm making today heaven and earth witnesses on you. There Rashi also gives two explanations. The first one, similar to our first explanation. Rashi says, because they exist forever, and if anything bad happens, they will be the witnesses that I have warned you already. Another Peter Rashi says, Hashem says, to the Eden, look up to the heavens. Did they ever change what they are supposed to do? Did the earth ever change what it's supposed to do? they are not being rewarded, they are not being punished, and yet they do what they're supposed to, you, that you're being rewarded and punished, surely you should be keeping Torah and mitzvahs. So the Rebbe says, first of all, if Rashi explained already why heaven and earth are witnesses, why does he need to explain it again? Even if he wants to explain it again, let's compare the two Rashis. In both Rashis, the first Pirush is very similar. But, in Parshas Nitzavim, he says it very briefly, that heaven and earth exist forever, so if anything bad happens, they will be the witnesses that I warned you. In our Parsha, suddenly he's elaborating, because I'm a human being, and I'm going to die, and they might come and deny. If there's any arichos needed, that should be the first time Rashi says it. Now let's compare the second pirush in both Rashis. Now, in Parshas Nitzavim, Rashi said, look up to the heavens, did they ever change the things that they're supposed to do, and so on. So we understand why that Pirish is not brought in our parsha, because there Moshe Rabbeinu was speaking to Bnei Yisrael. So he's telling the Bnei Yisrael to look up to the heavens and earth. Here he's speaking to the Shamayim, so that wouldn't make sense. But the second Pirish that Rashi brings in our case, that if the Yidden are going to do the right thing, the heavens and earth are going to reward them, or Chas Vashalem punish them, that could have been said in Parshas Nitzavim the first time we have this witness thing. So why does Rashi only say it over here? The Rebbe also asks, why does Rashi use the expression, um, sorry, first of all, why does Rashi say that Moshe Rabbein is telling the Shemayim v'orez that I told the Yidin already that you are going to be witnesses. Why is that relevant for the and artists to know that? And also the Rebbe asks, why does Rashi say that if the Yidin are going to say we never accepted the bris, why doesn't he say they never accepted Torah and mitzvahs and so on and so forth? In order to understand all of this, the Rebbe says, we first need to understand something else. Rashi says that I, as we just quoted, that I told the Yidden already that you are going to be witnesses. When did Moshe Rabbeinu say this to the Yidden? Seemingly, this is the pasuk we were referring to in Parshas Nitzavim. But seemingly, this is actually not the same thing that Moshe Rabbeinu told the Yidden then, for which Shemayim and Arutz are witnesses. Then it was a general idea about accepting Torah and mitzvahs. And the message of Parshas Azinu seems to be a very different message. How are you saying that it's actually the same thing? In order to explain all of this, the Rebbe says, let's understand the word edus. Eidos doesn't only always mean exactly witnesses. In a number of places of title, we understand edus being as a sign, as a proof, as a reminder. And in this itself, there's two ways, and both ways are going to be very relevant, as we'll see in a minute. The Rebbe says, one way is the seven sheep. That Avram gives to saying, "As a sign that I'm the one that dug these wells." Now, there's no connection between wells and sheep, but they decided that this will be our reminder. We understand in this case, it, not necessarily these sheep have to last forever either. As long as we made up, this is going to be a sign. Another example of a sign, slightly different. In this case, it's more of a connection already. Yaakov sets up a mound of stones between him and Laban, saying. This is going to be a reminder that we stay separate from each other. Now, a mound of stones, we can understand already that it actually indicates what it's a sign for. But in both of these cases, we understand that it doesn't have to be a human being that's going to be this aid. We also don't have to speak to this aid and tell him about it. Let's now have a look at the two Pirushim and Parshas and each other, and we're going to see that these two Pirushim are very similar to these two types of signs. So Moshe Rabbeinu makes Shomayim and Oretz witnesses in Pashas Nitzavim. There's no question why specifically these things. You can decide about anything that will be a witness. But Rashi is explaining what is it a testimony for. So Rashi's first peterosh is over there that if anything bad happens to you, this is going to be a reminder that I have warned you. Now, we need something that's going to last forever because this is supposed to be a reminder for all future generations for Eden. The problem with that Pirish over there in Rashi is that usually a simon means we set up something, this is going to be our reminder. Avraham Avinu gives these sheep to Avimelech. Shemayim and Arts are standing since Shashis and Ebereshis. How do they now become as a reminder? And this is why Rashi gives another Pirish over there and says, look at the heavens, did they ever change the way they're supposed to act? In other words, this is already a different kind of sign, more like the mound between Yaakov and Lavan, where it has a direct connection between the thing that it's being aides for, we look at the Shemaim and Aretz, and that's a reminder that we should be acting, in a way, how is appropriate, just like the Shemaim and Aretz act. The problem with this, Pirush, is, that then why does it say, Ha'idoi bachem ha'yoim? Ha'yoim is usually when you're deciding to make it as a sign from now onwards. The fact that we look to the heavens, that was always possible, and that has nothing to do with the new testimony being given now. But again, the point in both of these simonim is, as we said before, you don't need human beings for this. The person doesn't, and the thing doesn't even have to know that it is a sign. We come to our parsha suddenly Moshe Rabbeinu is speaking to the shamayim. He's saying, you should listen. That means here we're speaking, not just as a reminder or a proof, but this is proper edus. And this is what Rashi is asking. So why is he making shamayim and aret the witnesses? And Rashi says, Number one, he says, because I'm a human being and I'm going to die, and the Yidna are going to say we never accepted the Brit, so we need the Shamayim and Arts that are going to be here forever. But the question is still, how is that going to be of any benefit? In other words, what's going to be properly the whole idea of Eidus is that it should have some sort of effect on the person that the Aegis is being for. And this is why Rashi says a second point. That's not another Pirush. It's further explaining that these agents are going to be available, that if the Eden don't do what they're supposed to, then they're going to be the one punishing the yidden. And based on this, we now understand another idea. Usually, the concept of warning in front of agents is not just to be able to punish the person and say, we warned you. It's also the person should know about it in advance. He knows the seriousness of what's going to happen. So how does that happen take place over here? This is why Rashi says, I told the Eden that you're going to be the witnesses. In other words, they're aware of all of this. Says the Rebbe, now that we understand that the edus in the end of Parshas Nitzavim is only relevant to the whole idea of Torah and Mitzvahs generally. So that we can understand that over there we didn't need proper edus itself. In other words, the main idea over there is as a reminder that for the union of Torah and Mitzvahs, no one's ever going to deny that the Elisha gave Torah and Mitzvahs, but we need a reminder for Torah and Mitzvahs and punishment and so on and so forth. Whereas it comes to our parsha, we're here, we're already being given many more details. And the divrei habris, here the Yidin can come along and say, maybe we never accepted a covenant on ourselves, and the details. A sim in itself is not going to be enough, this is why we actually need proper edus, to remo- tell the Yidin, no, you took it all upon yourself, and you need to do all the details. The Rebbe now goes into a few other fascinating things in the Rashi, and very briefly, the first point, that Rebbe says, a halacha idea, the Rebbe says, seemingly, Rash and uh, Possek says, hazinu v'sishma ha-aretz. These two witnesses are hearing very different things. One is Hazinu, one is Vesishma. With ages, they need to be exactly the same. So the Rebbe says, This is why Rashi. Actually, only quotes in the word, apostolic, the words, Hazinu hashamayim, And Rashi says, and you be witnesses. Later on, in the Rashi says, also the earth. In other words, according to Rashi, they're actually two separate sets of witnesses. And therefore, they don't have to be identical. Each one is a separate set of witnesses for itself. Another point in Allah, the Rebbe says, Moshe Rabbeinu is making them witnesses. How do we know that they ever agreed and they're interested in being witnesses? So Rashi says, I told them already, I told the Yidden that you're going to be witnesses. Who is Rashi referring to? The Rebbe says, really, when we say uh, that uh, that this is coming in continuation to something I told the Yidden, it's not the Pasek that we mentioned before in the end of Parshas Nitzovim, rather a Pasek in the end of Parshas Vayelech, where the Pasek says that Moshe Rabbeinu gathers all of the elders of the Yidden and he tells them that I'm going to make heaven and earth witnesses. Ah, so it's being done in front of Bastin. Bastin could force these witnesses, heavens and earth, to become witnesses. Finally, the Rebbe concludes in al Torah, The difference between Parshas Nitzavim and Parshas Azinu, why there we only need a proof, a general idea, and here we need proper Edis. The Rebbe says, in Parshas Nitzavim, when we speak about general Torah and Mitzvahs, it's never possible that a Yid will completely deny Torah and Mitzvahs. A Yid wants to completely separate himself from the Eibishter. He convinces himself he's still a good fine Yid and so on and so forth. So for this is enough, a sign, a reminder. And the reminder again is in two ways. Either if something bad happens, there'll be a reminder that you were warned about this. In other words, this is the general idea telling you to be coming separated from the Amishnah. A second sign is according to Rashi's second Pirush and Parsha's Nitzavim, is look up at the heavens and earth and remember how you're supposed to be acting. This is a sign this in a positive way in fulfilling Torah and Mitzvahs. But an hour Parsha will speak about making a breeze. In other words, not only. Just generally doing Torah Mitzvahs. But really being strong in all in of Torah and and with all the details, we need proper Eidus. Why Eidus? It's explained in Chassidus that the idea of Eidus is on something that's not revealed, something we don't know about. We need Eidus, something that is very, very concealed. In Avoydus Hashem, that refers to the deepest part of our Neshama, our Koyach HaMasidas Nefesh. Says the Rebbe, since over here we're trying to make a bris, Trying to arouse the deepest part of the yid to have a special ischaskus in the of Toyodomitzus. We need the idea of edus in order to reveal this deepest part that's hidden inside of the yid.